Hey, yo, welcome to the winner's circle. Polish your crown. Here to optimize your workflow. That's service now. This ain't your typical run-of-the-mill tech talk. Go G's. We're the best in the field. We'll help you level up and build your credibility. Now let me ask you one question. Who the realest be? Unapologetic. If we said it, then we meant it. Foundation build on trust. Authentic, so it's cemented. Better make way. Only facts in the booth. You're now tuned in with CJ and the Duke. Uh, what success? I'll let you in on the scoop. Make your mind your best friend and fill it up with the truth. Come on. This episode is brought to you by ClearSky. ClearSky is the only identity governance and security solution built natively on ServiceNow. It optimizes enterprise identity and risk management with a platform-first approach. Look, we have built a great digital world where we can plug and play people into our applications and information globally. Great for speedy operations, but can be a real nightmare for risk and security and governance who are left asking, who has access to what? Who authorized that? Should they still have it? When's the last time we checked? This is why CJ and the Duke love ClearSky. All of the benefit of a company with decades worth of ILM and IGA experience with a solution that's built natively on ServiceNow, the platform that we all trust. ClearSky, optimized identity management built natively on ServiceNow. Check the description below for an episode CJ and I did on ClearSky, as well as how to contact them. All right, Duke, we live. What are we talking about today? Hi, whoa, we mixed it up. <laughs> Don't say we never do anything for you. <laughs> so the title of this one is going to be okay, Let's Just Record. Yeah, there we go. Like today is <laughs> it. Let's Just Record. Nice. So we're coming to you live and we're just recording. We'll see how this thing turns out. Yeah. You're trapped with us for 30 minutes. Strap in. <laughs> <laughs> let's see where let's see where this thing goes. It's let's been a minute. <laughs> okay. You know what really grinds my gears? <laughs> What's that, Duke? There's this new thing in recruiting. I'm not sure if it's new, but it feels new. But I can't remember the last time I saw a a, a recruiting invite, like a job invite. Yeah. That included the compensation range. What up with that? It's so funny, too, because states are literally passing laws that require you to disclose compensation. And I agree. I'm not even getting job descriptions with them either. Sometimes I'm just getting, hey, are you available? And, (laughs) you know, but I mean, at the very least, though, right, if you're going to see me a job description, it should have the compensation attached to it. Let's save each other some trouble. And I can tell you whether or not you're in my price range. Seriously, save us the trouble. And listen, okay, listen. If you're work for big recruiting right now, like just we're going to meme on you for like 15 minutes (laughs) (laughs) and we're going to vent. And all I can say is if you can just survive it for for, for the next few minutes, you may learn something that's going to increase your success. And how might I know that? Because I closed like four recruiting deals this month. So like, how how about that? (laughs) And I, I always put like four or five things. I don't even make like, huge job descriptions. I just say, here's the comp range. Here's the job title. Here's any other stipulations, right? Here's the, the nice to haves. Like, yeah, no, let's talk about that, dude, because I yeah. do, I, I've noticed your job posts on LinkedIn. They are very transparent. And like listen, like everybody who's a ServiceNow admin, ServiceNow dev, ServiceNow architect, they all know what the job is. They know they're going to be dealing with stakeholders in a cross-discipline, diverse environment. Like everybody knows that. <laughs> I don't need your freaking essay about it. <laughs> 
So are you saying no cover letters? <laughs> Funny enough, I had a customer ask for a cover letter. And it's just like, okay, well, they want what they want. Tradition, like I'd say now email is the cover letter, right? If you're sending a resume via email, that's your cover letter. You know, I give man, my I've... customers what they want. So he asked for a cover letter. I give him a cover letter. No, I, I hear you, man. I've been in I've been in IT for longer than I'd care to say on this podcast live in public. <laughs> and I've written exactly one cover letter in my entire career. <laughs> yeah. So that's my rant, right? Like I am absolutely, totally and completely anti-cover letter. Like everything that you need to know about me is on the resume to get you to pick up the phone and call me. And at that point, we can talk the cover letter. But I'm not I'm not writing an essay. I'm not applying for a grant. It's a vestigial organ of an old world, right? So if you'd you'd apply for a job at the local plant, right? And yep. you know the resumes for the new workers is probably all the manager read in a day, right? Except for the yep. memos that came into his in his literal physical inbox or hers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah right like the little black tray on top yeah. of the wooden desk <laughs> but in this, in this information economy stuff why give them something else to read it's like damn it i just want to get to a service now resource right now i don't want like this essay cover letter and then and then your freaking five or six page resume we can get to that too in the information economy you got to think that people read more in a day today than writers in the 1800s wrote in a day, <laughs> like authors, yeah. people, it's insane. But we, let's just skip back. Can we just go right back to the recruiter thing for a second? Because yeah, go for it. I, we dunked on them hard, and I just want to make sure they leave with something valuable, right? It's just trust the fact that the people you are asking to take ServiceNow jobs know what a ServiceNow job entails. Figure out what certs they need that are absolutely required and list those. Don't tell people that they're going to interact with humans all day because they already know that. Second, be transparent about the pay. People are going to find out anyway. And it's not like you're de detracting the bad actors from applying. Like if you hide the comp that suddenly people, the bad actors aren't going to apply. No, they're going to apply anyway. The only thing you do by hiding that comp is waste a good resource's time if the numbers don't match. Yeah. Oh, please. Can I please know what the compensation range is? And can I also get my food bowl filled too? Like, don't make us beg. Don't make us look at your stupid freaking Calendly. Like, why should it be up to me? <laughs> like, I'm going to go hey, search man, for you your gotta... availability just so I can ask what your compensation range is. You got to back like, up off Calendly, man. That's my, that's my jam. No, I, <laughs> I love Calendly. I'm saying their stupid Calendly, not mine. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I feel no, a lot but, better though. Like, <laughs> no, but you're absolutely right. Like, and this is one of those things where uh, you and I have a bit of privilege in, in this environment, right? Because we've mm -hmm. been doing this for so long that I'll be honest, like right now, I don't even have to send a resume sometimes. And so I have my choice of mm -hmm. whether or not I want to work with you or whether, whether or not I even want to answer your email or your LinkedIn message. But there are a lot of people out there who aren't at our stage and their time still matters. Right. You're darn and, right. And the experience matters for everybody and it saves everybody time and everybody gets on the same page quicker. If everyone knows what the salary range is for a job, because nobody's working for free. Like we all do this to make money, to pay other things. Right. Yeah. And so you are trying to get me into a position so that you can make money. And I am trying to get into that position so that I can make money. So let's just talk about what that money looks like up front <laughs> just yeah. send it to me in the message and then i can tell you hey thanks for reaching out 
this is below my range. I'll just keep me in mind for future projects. Or I can say, oh, no, this looks great. Let's talk about it. Here's my resume. Like, that's it, easy. It, I don't know why we literally don't do it. Yeah, it literally provides no advantage. Like, what advantage could it possibly give to keep that a secret for any length of time? I don't know, because eventually you have to be transparent about it. It's not like you're saving margin either, because you're yeah. going to tell me what it pays. And I'm, my salary request doesn't change based on how far in the process we get. No right? kidding. Like <laughs> so, I mean, if anything, it might go up once I figure out how much work the, uh, the, the role entails. Yeah. So you might, you might be doing a disservice to the client at the end of the day, because I might ask for a couple of dollars more. Because this is, seems like a little bit more work than I thought it would be based on the description. Yeah, I had one recruiter try to tell me they'll, they'll decide on the comp after you've made it through all the rounds of interviews. I'm like, all the rounds of interviews? Okay, let's talk about hourly rate for doing interviews. Right. Because you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's how- work for me, right? <laughs> Seriously, right? And, yeah. and you know, even in this market, right, and this is a bit of a weird market right now across, you know, all sectors. But even in this market, like the ecosystem, the service now ecosystem is one where talented resources can typically write their own ticket. And so yeah. nobody is going through all the rounds of interviews just to figure out what the position might pay. Right. Like this sounds like it might even be an internship. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, can you imagine doing all that just to find out one of these? It's not. It's another one of these new, like, forty-five dollar an hour jobbies that are hitting the, in the market. Yeah, like, right. Come on, come on. Do you really want to be that company? No, I don't think anybody really does. And the key here is that this is just a both ways thing. Like, treat everybody like a grown up. No kidding. No kidding. And that you actually want them. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're you're prepared to like pay all the salary and benefits and stuff. Like, act like you want them. And another thing is like juniors won't be juniors forever fair they'll remember they'll remember how they're treated and i'll tell you another thing like i don't care if you outsource your recruiting the people who reach out on behalf of of your company as recruiters paint a picture of what your company is like please don't let me name names please don't Please. Don't name any names, but what I would say, right? Like if you are outsourcing your recruiting to other companies, you should be mystery shopping them. Like you should yeah. be understanding what the experience is like for the candidates who are going through your outsourced recruiting. So you can understand the quality of candidates that your recruiting firm is bringing to the table because that's important because you might wonder why you can never get like a good quality candidate. And it might just turn out that the experience working with your recruiting firm is horrible, right? It's yeah. horrible. And so like good candidates drop out because again, in this market, in a service now ecosystem, if you've got talent, you've got experience and you've got skill, you can write your own ticket, right? So you don't have to deal with that, yep. right? This is not a uh, supply side market here. This is, or, or maybe it is, and the supply is with the resource, right? The supply is with folks mm-hmm. like us, right? And that supply is very, is very narrow and marginal, right? Like we're service now is rising up and I'm a, I'm a big proponent of the rise up program, right? Like you see my face on it all the time. And mm-hmm. there's 1 million new resources, 1 million new people in the ecosystem by next year, not this year. Yeah. <laughs> and those, and those folks still got to climb up, right? They still got to get the skills. They still got to get the experience, right? They're not CJ. They're not the Duke. And look, make this easy on everybody. Let's just treat everybody with respect for the time. And and just imagine the respect for your time that you're going to get back. Yeah. Yeah. I feel so, so much better. (laughs) (laughs) I I really do. You know, it's just the consolidation of all the stuff that we see on LinkedIn, right? Like, I don't talk about this a lot on LinkedIn, but I I see all the posts about it, right? And And I, and I deal with it as well. It's just like, let's 
here's how you can help. Here's how we're trying to help you instead of just griping about it to each other, which we do all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Anything you want to talk about? Oh, man. Uh, That felt cathartic, right? Like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Let's talk about Gen AI. So, well, first, let's let's take a. I want to zoom out. Have you used ChatGPT lately with the Dolly integration? No, I've been using the demo version ChatGPT, not ChatGPT four. I am good. Like you, you twisted my arm. You twisted my arm. <laughs> I am going to get the uh, the premium. Come on, man. I know. <laughs> so yeah, so if if you're if you're less cheap than the Duke. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> And you're paying the 20 bucks, right? Like the DALI integration with ChatGPT is, is freaking amazing, right? Like it is such a game changer in terms of image creation. But that leads me to my next point is that the AI integration in, into ServiceNow is also a game changer. And for me, I don't look at this as a threat. Maybe it will be in a few years. Maybe not. We'll see. All, all technology starts off as folks thinking like this is going to take my job. And most of the time it creates more. But what I look at this is a force multiplier for myself, right? Like I'm already, you know, faster than the average bear. But with Gen AI, like all of those little random commandlets and functions that I used to have to write to make code work, like I can have chat GPT write that stuff for me. But let me tell you, and, and, so that, and that saves me time and it mm-hmm. saves me like TDM, which are both great in my opinion. I hate TDM, really, really hate it. But the next thing, the best thing about chat gpt integrations in the service now is that chat gpt will document my code right it will write comments to the level of specificity that i ask it if i say chat gpt document every single line in this code it will do it and i don't have to write it i can just edit it it's amazing we all hate comments right we're developers how often have you run into an instance where there's no comments in code so first of all, I love comments. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Oh, well, uh, well yeah. okay. Yeah, well, um, I mean, I love them too. Hate writing them, love them when they exist. <laughs> yeah. No, I can see that. I mean, that definitely seems like a great use case. Take my code and then write comments about it. And flip it, flip it, right? Like take this code. I just, I just, I just started this gig, right? Mm-hmm. I'm jumping in this instance. Man, it's like 300 lines of code here. I can read it all or hey, chat GPT. Bam, tell me what this does. It's like, oh, that's great. Then oh. you go back and read it. Man, did I tell you? <laughs> okay, so I'm part of the uh, ServiceNow developer Discord. Mm-hmm. We'll have a link in the description for that below, by the way. But <laughs> we have a jobs board there, and I post the jobs I'm recruiting for. And some developer came on and said that, oh, I can do this. And so we started asking him questions. And he was just posting chat GPT answers to the question. <laughs> so like, it. can I just read it out? It's, it's hilarious, man. It's hilarious. I love it. Go okay. for it. So, hi, nice to meet Y. <laughs> <laughs> I am senior full stack developer. I am for six years experience. <laughs> I can fully satisfy your needs. DM me. Okay. So I'm like, okay, let's, let's see what this is all about. Okay. <laughs> so here's me. Tell me about your ServiceNow experience. I have had excellent experience with ServiceNow, leveraging its powerful features to streamline our IT service management processes. In my previous role, I successfully implemented ServiceNow's IT service management, 
bracket ITSM solutions <laughs> to improve incident resolution time by 30%. I customized workflow, automated routine tasks, and integrated various IT tools, resulting in a more efficient, responsive IT support system. Additionally, I utilize ServiceNow's reporting and analytics tools to generate actionable insights, allowing us to proactively address issues and optimize our services. Overall, my experience with ServiceNow has significantly enhanced our IT operations and contributed to our team's success. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's like set chat chat GPT to ludicrous speed. Right? <laughs> All right, so if you're listening, you got through that, don't do that. <laughs> okay, so that's just the beginning. Here's the good part. Okay. Being suspicious that perhaps this was not generated by a human, I said, tell me about the hardest thing you built in ServiceNow and which components you built with it. Please talk in plain language. Okay, simply put, IT service management solutions integrating IT operations management and IT business management modules. These parts were difficult. <laughs> okay. It's like okay, six years experience service now. <laughs> you definitely one, am for six years experience. Yeah, I mean, seriously, was it? A, were you talking to the bot? Maybe you were talking directly to the bot. Maybe there was a Discord integration to Chat GPT on yeah. the other end. Maybe the joke's <laughs> on me, and I just trained some AI to be that much better at service now interviews. <laughs> like, wow. I think. AI is a great tool and I think everybody should use it, right? I think you also should be careful how you use it, mm -hmm. right? Like, you know, at the end of the day, this, it, it hallucinates, right? Mm -hmm. So you want to make sure that the thing that it's telling you to do is actually something that's grounded in the real world. I'm really good at editing. It takes me sometimes a little while to get going when you're creating something from something from scratch, right? ChatGPT mm -hmm. as a giving you like a place to start that you kind of edit and refine and build on and, until it's yours and it doesn't and is no longer ChatGPT's. That's fine, right? It won't sound like any of that. Mm -hmm. But if you just like throw a prompt in there and then take the readout and say this is my answer, yeah, you're gonna end up on the CJ and the Duke a jam session. <laughs> I'll tell you what I'm excited about. What's that? I am hoping that somehow they merge the worlds of natural language understanding and chat GPT or whatever, whatever model ServiceNow uses, right? I'm, I'm still like, I'm not a super AI guy. Everybody should know this by now. Yeah. I hope they merge those two worlds and make a more like, like a conversational reporting and analytics interface. Ooh, I like that. So it's like, hey, come up with a model that tells me how good most of my knowledge base is. And I'm sure there's ways you could build your own queries and maybe that is the easier way, but I just like to just say like, listen, ServiceNow are the experts. They've got like a million everybody else's data. So why can't they say something like, here's a good measure of a knowledge base's strength. And so when you go and say, you know, hey, ServiceNow, what's the strength of my knowledge base? And, and have it come back with, listen, 80% of your articles haven't even been viewed or like, here's a collection of the ones that have been marked useful and use them as a sample. Or here's the ones that are, that are actually for products or out of date. It's have it strip day. out the old text or maybe, maybe don't even ask it. Maybe you just, it's got some kind of like AI insights for you when you come in for work the next morning. You just sit down, do your coffee, sip. And then it just says, hey, Mr. Admin, do you know your knowledge base is mostly crap? <laughs> 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 you should know, enjoy your coffee. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's a great point, right? Like one of the things when I started doing ITSM, right, which was on the uh, product previous to uh, ServiceNow, like mm-hmm. one of the things my boss was keen on was what are the industry standard KPIs and metrics that we need to be looking out for, right? Mm-hmm. And like where where can we find this list? There used to be a site, I think, that used to have like a, a list KPI of- library. Is that what it is? Okay, KPI library, yeah. yeah. And so that benchmark where you, you can take your data and benchmark it against those KPIs and come out with some kind of measurement and you don't mm-hmm. have to figure out what best practice is, like that's great. Put that in the AI, which probably is, and boom, that's, I mean, that's value. Absolutely value. A library is shut. What's that? It's shut. It's oh, down. shut down? Oh. Yeah. Maybe they sold the IP to somebody. Yeah, hope so. Because service already has those benchmarks, right? I'm not sure how heavily they're used, but maybe something that also guides in the development of an app. When I'm teaching people about developing apps and reporting, <laughs> like, you know how I'm all about the outcomes, right? Outcomes, outcomes, yep. outcomes. And yep. those form your basis for your performance analytics, because if you're going to do performance management against your outcomes, then you need to judge the, the, the present against the past, right? Right. But people just build apps all the time. And how much time and energy do you think about, oh, do I need to build PA stuff for it? And most of the time they just avoid it because building PA stuff is hard. But it doesn't have to be hard because you even have that thing that's basically like copy all the main indicators, but make it for this table, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I'm going deep PA here. Now go but for imagine it. if it's like AES, it's AES, right? And you right. have some kind of like, it's for my soaping app. And what is the thing that, that, that you're most interested in tracking? And I say, I need to know how many of my batches got botched in a given period. And I need to know the, the speed at which my ingredients are being used, right? So I, I basically, right. I use a lot more olive oil than everything else. So my palm oil is going to last me months. My olive oil is going to last me days. And think of all the things ChatGPT already interprets very well. Imagine we could just say, okay, there's, here's an ingredient usage table. So let's track the sum of the ingredients over time. Should be able to extrapolate that from me saying, I'm worried about my ingredient consumption and then just have it make the indicators for you. And then have a dev, like the person who really knows PA, just give the AI a crackhead check to make sure it was built right. Save so much time. And not only would it save it time, but it would actually book more business. How many customers right now are just on the precipice of just saying, why am I paying for PA? Because I don't use it. Yeah, because you don't know how. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that's that's. I totally ran on that one. Sorry. No, you're good, <laughs> no, you're good man. Because I, I totally agree with you. There's a lot of functionality in service now that I feel like is underutilized because folks just don't know how. Because it's outside the beaten path of like a very specific thing, incident specific, right? Problem. Well, let's not do problem because I'm still a little wonky. Uh, change specific, right? <laughs> PA, not specific. PA is vague. PA is kind of broad. There's no really good, this is how you do PA thing. However, right? Like, oh, what's up? The, the post that you made, Duke, on community. That's that's great. That taught me PA, actually. But like going back to what you were talking about, though, like it just reminded me so much of Clippy. Like you, you want like while you're doing while you're doing PA, you want Clippy to pop up. It was like, were you trying to do a metric? <laughs> I don't want interruption. No way, no how. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, like Clippy was just ahead of his time, right? Imagine Clippy with AI. That would be amazing. Microsoft needs to get on that. <laughs> I just, I uh, just remember that meme I saw with like some, <laughs> it's like it's the top of a letterhead. It says. Let's edit this one out. 
<laughs> yeah, probably yeah, we, so. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna need to edit that one now. <laughs> but but yes. <laughs> oh man, what else is going to do? You know what? What Creator Con uh, call for content has just gone live. I think. Oh, what's up with that? Who's gonna do it? Right, it comes down to it. Right, this is where like where I have the deepest admiration uh, and inspiration, and 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 I'm inspired by you, right? Like because you presented at like so many different knowledges, right? And I remember early in our friendship when I we're just getting to know each other, you're like, man, I'm going to present in knowledge, and I was just thinking like, wow, that's crazy. Like I can't imagine getting up and standing up in front of dozens of people in a room and, you know, and talking about this. Like I just felt, you know, everyone's scared of public speaking. Right. And you got up there and you and you killed it. And, you know, and that's what this is. Right. Creative con is everybody shot to do that same thing and become well known too, right. Like, I mean, it's it's. I hate the, to meme influencer, right? But you know, it's, yeah. it's at the same time, though, right? Like, get up there, get in front of your peers, and talk. And what it does is it helps create those relationships and that network, right? That you're gonna have forever, and it yep. just comes in handy, hey, right? Like, and, and listen, when I first started, I had zero confidence in what I was pr- proposing. I was just like, "Well, let's just propose and see what happens." My first proposal was, "Do you remember?" A- I'm sorry. Do you remember at that company? (laughs) 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 Um, (laughs) Yeah, that company. I remember. (laughs) Um, Where I made that lightweight domain separation. Yeah. White picket fence separation. And I was like, this seemed pretty cool. So I'll present on that. And they accepted. I was like, what? (laughs) It was just this thing I made. Yeah. And and then I was like, oh, then so so tell me like after they accepted that like did your like stomach the, the drop? Did you get that that um, feeling that like you're like oh crap now I actually got to do it? A um a little bit. Nature made it easy for me. So I think I would have been nervous if I thought it was gonna. So I didn't think it was gonna have a huge turnout because it's kind of a niche case, right? Right. And sure enough, it was the New Orleans one. So it was basically like everybody was hungover. And I literally, <laughs> I literally joke to them. I'm just like, hey, everybody, if you guys just rate me five stars right now, I'll just keep the lights down low and I'll talk real quiet. Uh, <laughs> there's like eight people. And so it was kind of like, ah, it's not so bad. But it was just, it was the next year where I did another one where I thought, no way people are going to be interested in this. It was the on politics and deployments or on politics and tools and how to plan for the political battles that you'll face in an implementation. And oh my what, God. what are the main ones and how do you get over them, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, it'll be like last time. Maybe it'll be 20 this time. You never know. Yeah. And standing room only. Everybody sat down. There's a whole bunch of people standing in the back. And I'm like, oh my God. Forgot my belt. So I'm like, kind of keep my pants up. (laughs) (laughs) Which... Which probably was a good thing, right? Like one, you, you should probably, you should, you don't want your pants to fall down in front of a, a bunch of people, right? Like it's, but yeah. the second thing is, right? Like it gives you something else to concentrate on too. Like yeah. you're, you're <laughs> so you're, 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 you're uh, making your brain busy. So you can't focus on it, the fact that this is standing room only and you're, you That's know, right. and, and <laughs> you're just like, I got to get through the content. Let's use make that sure my pants don't fall. to keep those pants on. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And that one was just, 
nature saved me on that one too because i was very nervous it was kind of at that point that magic interval where it's like 301 (laughs) 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 people are probably gonna be wondering where you start and everybody's settled and so now you have nothing else you can do to avoid starting right and so i kind of nervously asked is it anybody's first knowledge 13 and like a, a bunch of people raised their hands and in one second i'm like you dumbass like <laughs> <laughs> because everybody's first knowledge yeah. 13 <laughs> then I, but then i realized this no it's everybody's first knowledge 13 i got you you didn't get me <laughs> and so that that was like a killer icebreaker like everybody was like having a good time about it and then it was just like okay i got you i got you right and right then, and at that it, no, it, Ever after that, it's like, I don't care. Like 300 people, 1,000 people, I don't care. That's awesome. Right? Like, I'm still not quite there. I'm still at the phase where I just do it anyway. Yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> that's you know, what you got to do, though. Yeah. Like, I just get up on stage, I get in front of people, and I just do it anyway. And, you know, and at the end of the day, right, like, it always comes out well, but I'm always, like, scared that it's not going to. But you just get on with it, right? Like, you know, I've yeah. got a lot of British friends, right? And it's always kind of like that stiff upper lip and you just get on with it, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and so that's what I do. If, I, I if I've ever been like nervous or something, like I'm stuttering or I'm inarticulate or didn't come out right, yeah. I will immediately take ownership of it. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And just say, oh, that was awkward. <laughs> what are they going to do? They can't think badly of you. You thought about it too. Like, we're all in this together. <laughs> yeah. Let's well, laugh at that dumbass thing that happened. Well, absolutely, right? Like, so I got a, I got a buddy. He said, um, and I forget, I think he, he got this from somebody else, but it's, your job as the speaker is to ensure that you're delivering the, qual- the quality content. It's the audience's job to make sure that they're receiving it. Yeah. Right? So, so don't do their job for them, right? Like, just do what you do. Focus on delivering the, the, the content, focus on delivering it in a quality manner, and the rest of it shakes out. Have yourself a few little like quips too, like anticipate doing something wrong and then just have like a fancy one-liner you can shoot out. Yeah. Like yeah, next, ti- next time I'm going to rent the premium lifts. <laughs> <laughs> or I trip over something like, did you see that thing jump out at me? <laughs> <laughs> Plus, you know, a little bit, a little bit of uh, what I've learned, right? Like a little bit of flubbing, right? Yeah. Humanizes you with the audience, which For makes sure. them more receptive to the to the content, right? For sure. So. There's no like, there's no bombing it, right? Like, it's so it it's so hard to bomb these things. Yeah. The last thing too, Duke, right, is that you're doing something that everybody else in that audience wishes they were doing, wishes that they had the guts to do. So when you're up there on stage talking to them, they're all looking at you thinking like, man, I wish I could do that. Yep. <laughs> that was me at Knowledge 11. And I presented the next year. Boom. <laughs> it, was like, like, it was like, I wish I could do that. And then you're like, you know what? I can do that. I yeah, will do that. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a good place to leave it, huh? Yeah, yeah. Let's leave it. Uh, we'll leave uh, links to create a con, uh, call for content below as well as some uh, good Gen AI stuff and every other link. 
All right, thanks, folks. See you on the next one. Later. Now let me ask you one question, who the realest be? Unapologetic, if we said it, then we meant it. Foundation built on trust, authentic, so it's cemented. Better make way, only facts in the booth. You're now tuned in with CJ and the Duke. Uh, what success? I'll let you in on the scoop. Make your mind your best friend and fill it up with the truth. Come on. Yeah. Make your mind your best friend and fill it up with the truth. Yeah. CJ and the Duke. What's that, huh? service now come on yeah i said welcome to the winner's circle